Okay, kids. I'm flying solo, solo, but uh, here we gotta, I'm not playing music anymore because it gets all messed up, which is really a shame because of all of the bands I've been promoting for the past 15 years and that I can't play their music and it really sucks. Although, I don't know, I'll bring this up here in a minute, intros. So we got to play this one. Let's see what happens. Come on. Come on. Come on. And it really sucks because I love music and I love promoting up and coming bands. There we go. The original Red Pill Show. Welcome, Welcome to, to a, a brand, brand new episode. episode. Yep. Me flying solo with no music. Let me see here. Uh, what about the classic one? I don't know. We'll do this one. Your call is important to us. Please continue to hold and we'll be with you shortly. Thank you for holding. How can I be of service to you today? Yes, I have this recurring charge on my monthly statement, and I can't figure out what it's for. Well, we'll certainly do our best to help you. What does the charge say on your statement? Well, it's a $275 charge, and it just says Iraq War. Yes, ma'am, that is correct. The Iraq War cost the average American family over $16,000 since the war started. Are you kidding? Well, I never signed up for that. I'm sorry, ma'am. You don't sign up for the Iraq War charge. Who they are. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. It's a man in a cave. Knocked out your tower. While you're still in line, can I interest you in our new monthly Iran watch? No, you are you going to behave or lay next to flowers? Thanks for calling the United States. Wake up. Wake up, sweetie. This is the HLA. Get out of that. Fuck what a spectator said. Scientific dictatorship straight ahead. This is your ass, sweetie. This is a bucket of water on your head. You're asleep. You might as well be dead.
We always wanted a second home, but it's hard to justify when you're not going to be. Welcome. Welcome. And now, here's your host and creator for more alternative media via podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show, comrades. Today is Wednesday, February 28th. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use it at your own risk. show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form. Without our written consent, or you can just ask. Finally, this show is opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice, he might he can hear my piece popping because I took the windscreen off, but the mic and I'm just playing around, playing around with it. I don't like popping peas. What if I put it on the side or Hang on a second. Under no circumstances, uh, let's see, this show's opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice if you're seeking professional advice? We strongly encourage you to hire a licensed if required person in his or her fear little Tommy. Hey, man. No, that's his name. Broadcasting live. From the wonderful great state of Tanner C. In the outlying Nashville suburbs. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. So. Hmm. Are we broadcasting? Or is the flux capacitor fluxing and all this other crap? I think so. Hang on a second. So I decided to come on here. Uh, by myself. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Some people come and go and listen or whatever. Um, retention is a big deal uh, when you do a show, but we really haven't been doing a show. Uh, so there's really no retention to, to speak of, although I'm going to change that. Uh, I have some wonderful life-altering things happening to me. One, uh, what, which one of them is is getting married on Saturday, and um, yeah, I mean, I never, I mean, KK, I don't know, she's working right now, so that's why she's not in here with me doing this she's doing her thing and i am off today because of bad weather tornado warnings everywhere and uh i'm kind of going out of my mind 
I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do a freaking podcast by myself uh, because that's what I do. And this is what I love doing uh, since the good old 2008 meltdown, which is a good segue into what I want to touch on. Now, in case you don't know and you're living under a rock, Bitcoin is exceeded its all time high of approximately $60,000 right now. It is at, I will tell you in real time, hang on a second. BTC is ta-da, what 60 something. Come on, computer. Really? 60,410. No, it just dropped to 60,344. So it's going to have some resistance breaking through here. But according to Mitch Ray on YouTube, who I've been listening to for probably five, six, seven years, he's eerily accurate when it comes to this stuff and his TNA. And that doesn't mean titanass, it means technical analysis on this stuff. And uh, he said, that once it breaks above its all-time high, there's really no limit. It's going to reach its new all-time high. Depending on who you listen to, and let it not be me, because I'm just conveying these things. This is not a financial advice or anything of the kind. This is what I hear. And um, Alex Jones was on, or of course he was on his own show, Max Kaiser was on Alex Jones yesterday, and um, of course, Max is getting all these accolades for calling this stuff, um, and Alex asked him, well, what do you think the new high is going to be, and Max Kaiser said, within a year or 18 months, Bitcoin will probably reach $200,000 a coin. Now, I've been pro-Bitcoin uh, since the 2008 meltdown, which I didn't know about Bitcoin until 2015 for myself. And back then, I think it was, I don't know, 500 a coin or something, maybe. And uh, if I did not go through my um, personal challenges of going through the divorce, uh, I would have bought more. Of course, she probably would have got it, but uh, and good. At least somebody would have benefited out of this. But... Um, I have no doubt I would have a minimum of five Bitcoins right now. Uh, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, which would put me right now at 300,000 bucks. And that's minimum. I would say more towards 10 and it would be, um, it'd be 600,000 right now, but that's not the case. Uh, and this is getting a little rich for my blood. So I'm, I'm looking more at the crypto coins right now, the altcoins, because they get dragged up every time Bitcoin goes up. I mean, Bitcoin today is up 5.5%. Uh, for a week, it's up 18%. For the month, it's up 43%. And for the year, it's been up 160%. So it's been, it's been a rough ride. I would also, uh, and I do, listen to Crypto Casey on YouTube. And... Uh, She's a very smart woman in this realm. So it's everybody wants to get on the bandwagon, though, when it's all at all time highs and everybody runs away from it when it drops. So you have to be counterintuitive or I do with this stuff. Um, but I'll admit now this has perked up my ears. And for the past two years, 
uh, everybody's had opportunity to get in uh, and buy it on sale. But now it's back to retail price, and then who knows where it's going to go. Uh, I have my opinions on on this, and um, Max Kaiser said that the government saying, according to their calculations and CPI index, that inflation six seven percent, and it's not. It's Max said fifteen, and then Alex Jones said, "Well, it's even higher than that because I've gone to the store and most food food prices, or a lot of them, have doubled." Um, which I agree with. And, um, I mean, hell I'm spending just getting a sandwich and a drink without a meal at a sub shops, 13, 14 bucks. And that used to be under 10 for sure, probably seven to eight bucks. Um, so, you know, things have gone up more than 7% and 15%. There's no doubt about it. Problem is wages do not keep up with that. So that's why you're finding, it very challenging to survive because unless you get a get a um, raise from your boss, which you probably won't or haven't, uh, you're stuck and you're stuck with a uh, diminished purchasing power. So your dollar's not going as far as it can. Uh, according to the Bitcoin Standard and Max Kaiser and other people, Bitcoin is pretty much inflation proof or non-inflationary. And there's a having come coming up here next month, I think, or in April. And every time that comes up, which I think is every four years, but it's not by time, it's by how many Bitcoins have been mined. And uh, then when it gets to that certain point, then the more more mining is cut in half. So just do your homework on, on that part. But there's only going to be so many Bitcoins mined, which I think is 20 million. I could be wrong. The numbers don't matter. It's just that it's the principle of it. So it's non-inflationary because more are not being created. So when there's a greater demand and less supply, the value goes up. For the ones of you that don't know, El Salvador has made Bitcoin its legal currency for its country. I think there's some other countries that are following it. Uh, I I would pay attention to that. I would also pay attention to, I think I'm going to play this. So President uh, Bukele from El Salvador was at the CPAC convention. Now, this isn't about politics. I'm going to play this and I want you guys to listen to every single word because he says some very interesting things in the, in the, the one, the words that I kept focusing on is wake or wake up. And he pretty much is kindly warning us that if we don't, what El, El Salvador went through we're going to go through, or we're starting to go through it now. Uh, it's a fascinating non-political speech. And I think you all should hear it. So here it is from the CPAC um, convention or meeting uh, sometime last week, I think, because today's what, Wednesday? Could have been from Monday. I don't know when it was. It doesn't matter. It shows how much attention I pay. But uh, listen to what he has to say. 
the only thing that I'm surprised he didn't bring up was Bitcoin. But listen to everything he says. And I'm not going to stop it or interject it, I don't think. Uh, so I'm just going to let it play. So here it is. There are 11 months out of the year. We get. Thank you. That's all I see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. I love you too. Dear Matt and Mercy, thank you for the kind invitation to have me here at CPAC. It is truly an honor to be here just a few days after our presidential and legislative elections. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna listen to this echo bullshit, so sorry. Let me let me find a better mic they recorded it with. Hang on. This game you're not ready for it. Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the president of El Salvador, Nayibu Kele. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you too. I love you too. Dear Matt and Mercy, thank you for the kind invitation to have me here at CPAC. It is truly an honor to be here just a few days after our presidential and legislative elections. Which, by the way, they pulverize the opposition. They say, they say globalism comes to die at CPAC. I'm here to tell you that in El Salvador, they, it's already dead. But if you want globalism to die here too, you must be willing to unapologetically fight against everything and everyone that stands for it. Fight for your freedoms, fight for your rights. The next president of the United States must not only win an election, he must have the vision, the will, and the courage to do whatever it takes. And above all, he must be able to identify the underlying forces that will conspire him, that will conspire against him. These dark forces are already taking over your country. You may not see it yet, but it's already happening. You don't see it as clearly because people are designed to see linear changes, not exponential ones. 
we don't always recognize how fast a problem can multiply and spiral out of control. The problem is much like the metaphor of the boiling frog. Once the water boils, it's already too late. People fail to see these things. It's our nature. Just like the frog, people become complacent and they don't realize how bad things are getting until it's too late. Well, I, well, I know, of course, El Salvador is a lot smaller country. Setting aside the differences, there's a similarity with what is happening here in the United States. We also had many apparently isolated problems in the 60s and the 70s. And we failed to realize as a country the severity of them until it became a civil war. By the time we reacted, it was already too late. We were already boiled like the frog. And it took us 50 years, two wars, 250,000 lives, and a third of our population displaced, and a near miracle to get our country back. Thank you. As your friend, I want to issue this warning so you don't make the same, the same mistakes we did in the 60s and the 70s. It is not easy to pull yourself back once you're in boiling water. In fact, in fact, all the experts said it was impossible. And besides, you don't want to wait 50 years and maybe hope for a miracle to get out of hell. You can still jump before the water boils. Some might say I'm exaggerating, but we can clearly see the signs of a declining society because our own hit rock bottom decades ago. It's like when we see someone getting sick. First, it's maybe just stomachache or a headache or a small fever. But if you don't deal with the disease, it will only get worse. And then it, will, it may be, be too late. Even after our first war in El Salvador, we failed again to look into the signs of the second civil war that was coming, the gang war. After a million people fled the first war, a lot of them came to live in ghettos here in the United States where the gangs were formed. When former President Clinton deported a lot of those gang members without telling us they were gang members, they were criminals. They roamed free and recruited young people, thousands of young Salvadorans to join the gangs. At first, they seemed like petty criminals, but they began to change and transform until they became the unscrupulous terrorists that we know today. Most of them even performed satanic rituals, and this has been well documented. The government back then didn't deal with the disease, nor did the next administration, nor did the ones after that. The disease that had begun with mild symptoms got worse and worse. It became a cancer that seemed incurable. We are already seeing these symptoms in the United States. Big cities in decline like Baltimore, Portland, New York, just to name a few. Places where crime and drugs have become, have become the daily norm and even accepted and promoted by the government. How many young people have you lost to the streets of Philadelphia? or San Francisco, to fentanyl. 
Did we see these apocalyptic sites 15, 10, 5 years ago? Can you imagine how it will be in the next 5, 10, or 15 years? The same thing was happening in El Salvador. In the span of less than a decade, gangs took control of all the country and our society. They evolved into a parallel government, controlling elections and even political parties. Every aspect of the daily life of most people was controlled by the gangs. Murder capital of the world is a tragic title to hold. Getting rid of, what, of that was the bare minimum we had to achieve in order to even start thinking about rebuilding our country. But jumping out of the water when it's already boiling is an almost impossible feat. You are not there yet. And believe me, you don't want to be. We did the unthinkable to cleanse our society. We arrested the terrorists, we, but we have to remove corrupt judges and corrupt attorneys and prosecutors. Ever wonder why so many people say they want to learn guitar, but very few actually learn to play? It's simple. Too many people try to... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. These corrupt judges, these corrupt judges and prosecutors were setting the, gangs, the gang members free. And it wasn't just the gangs. The corrupt system working tandem with the so-called international community, the NGOs, and of course the fake news, just like it happens here in the United States. Un unelected bureaucrats are trying to instate public policy. Who elected them? They don't have a democratic mandate. If they want a seat in the table, they should run for office. Let the people vote. It will not be a pretty sight for them if the elections are free and fair. I mean, who elected Soros to dictate public policy and laws? Why, why does he feel entitled to impose his agenda? Let me tell you something. Soros and his cronies hit a brick wall in El Salvador. Thank God, thank God, another glory be to him. Salvadorans are now immune to his influence. No one believes his lies anymore over there. We just had, we just had free and fair elections. And we won in a landslide with more than 84% of the vote. Let that sink in. More than 84% of the people voted to continue our policies. Our victory is unprecedented in the history and modern democracies in the world. They also gave us a supermajority in Congress. More than that, 
54 seats out of 60. <laughs> 57 if we count our allies. That's, that's 95% of Congress. Let that also sink in. The people of El Salvador have woken up, and so can you. The global elites, they hate our success, and they fear yours. The people's free will to choose their leaders is something they despise because they cannot control that. You have experienced this firsthand here in the United States. The global elites control the mainstream media, they finance campaigns, district attorneys, to mention a few. They abuse their powers, they persecute political opponents. In El Salvador, we don't weaponize our judicial system to persecute our political opponents. A practice that may sound familiar to you, but we don't do that there. And who's the dictator? <laughs> the global elites, the global elites in the media, they work in conjunction, they run some stories and publish them, same pictures to reinforce their agendas. You're no strangers to that here in the United States. We deal with that in El Salvador too. That is the free press that they talk about? Please. I always criticize the defenders of institutionalism. Not because I don't think strong institutions are paramount and necessary for a democracy, but because I find them very hypocritical. They don't seem to have the same standards for themselves as they are trying to impose on others. But there's yet another component that is more dangerous than a simple double standard. Institutions were created to serve the people and not the other way around. Somewhere Somewhere along the way, those people forgot their fundamental purpose, which is more important than the institution itself. When the judicial system was created, it was created out of the necessity to bring justice. But now, it seems that survival and control of the judges, of the AGs, among others, are paramount. And the need to bring justice is merely a little more than an afterthought. Another example, the police was created to bring law and order. Let them seek law and order then. But now some of them are even afraid to do their job because they fear the consequences for doing it. They should be encouraged to fulfill their foundational roles without fear of repercussions that distract them, that distract them from their missions. If the police was created to bring law and order, let them bring law and order. If the judicial system was created to bring justice, 
Let them bring justice. Let them protect their purpose at all costs. Same goes with the press. Let them be free. A democracy needs a free press. But to enjoy that membership, you must adhere to their duty as a reporter. Report the facts. Don't be a puppet of those who finance you or finance the organizations that you work for. Your freedom of speech, your freedom of speech will always be protected. We believe in free speech. All, every, everyone here believes in free speech. Your free speech will always be protected. But don't call yourself a journalist if you're just an activist. Don't, don't call yourself independent if you depend in open society. Saras NGO for those, those sacred institutions have morphed away from the reason they were created. We should not defend those institutions for the sake of being institutions. Instead, we should defend the principles that created those institutions in the first place. It's troubling to see that this is happening everywhere. Not only in El Salvador and the United States, it's happening everywhere. It, but even here, in the United States, in the most powerful country in the world, even here, it's happening. America should listen to these words, not because the El Salvador model should be replicated here, but because these specific examples apply to any nation that has lost or is losing its way. Ask yourself why this is happening, who is supporting it, and whether it's by ignorance or by choice. And fight it. Fight it with all your heart and soul. And be the beacon of hope. And be the beacon of hope that your founding fathers, with all their faults like every human being has, dreamt for your country. Fight for your freedoms, for your rights. Fight for the original purpose of these institutions and not their mere existence. It's still not too late, it can be done. It is time to erase these new paradigms that have been imposed in the recent years that make no sense. If you just free your minds from those invisible chains, you could do it. This shift is an extremely dangerous trend that undermines these institutions. Effectiveness and their credibility is at stake, both home and abroad. This is a warning from a friend. You should adhere to their foundational principles and purposes and denounce this new institutionalism. Now, you would think that's it as it wasn't enough. 
right? But unfortunately, there's more. <laughs> there are other symptoms that are even more difficult to diagnose. For instance, the financial situation of the United States. When I talk to my conservative friends right here, they always tell me that the problem is high taxes. But they're wrong. Of course, high taxes are extremely high here in the United States. I, I give you that. You're right in that. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is not the high taxes themselves, but the fact that they are not even really funding the government. Not even those high taxes, higher than a lot of places in the world, not even those taxes are really funding the government. So who's financing the government? Government is financed by treasury bonds, paper. And who buys the treasury bonds? Mostly the Fed. And how does the Fed buy them? By printing money. But what backing does the Fed have for that money being printed? The Treasury bonds themselves. So basically, you finance the government by printing money out of thin air. Someone could ask, someone could ask, well, so if the government can print the limited amounts of money out of thin air, why did they collect taxes? If you have at least $50,000 saved for retirement right now in 2023, did you know that you can legally become your own bank? Yes. I mean, in theory, it would make sense, right? If they can print unlimited amounts of money, why would they need taxes for? The answer is simple, but it's very shocking. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. It's shocking, but it's true. The government is funded by money printing, paper backed with paper, a bubble that will inevitably burst. The situation is even worse than it seems. Because if most Americans and the rest of the world were to become aware of this farce, confidence in your currency would be lost, the dollar would fall, and the Western civilization with it. If the next president of the United States doesn't make the necessary policies and structural changes, sooner or later that bubble will burst. There's still time. You don't have to make the same mistakes we did in the 60s and the 70s. You can still jump before the water boils. Winning the election isn't enough to solve these problems. They will not simply go away as a consequence of an electoral result. It will take a total re-engineering of the government top to bottom. It will entail making difficult decisions like the ones we made in El Salvador since 2019, and they're already paying off. It will be hard. The system will push back. But you have the right to determine your own fate.
Salvadorans did the same. The decision for the direction of our nation was ours. And it continues to be ours. We didn't tolerate being told what to do. In doing so, we did the unthinkable against all adversity. We transformed El Salvador from the most dangerous country in the world to the safest in the Western Hemisphere. by defying the global elites. We told them no more. And that is my message to you. Put up the fight, because it is, in the end, it will be worth it. It has been for us, and you will have your country back. May God bless you. May God bless the people of the United States. May God bless El Salvador and the future of both our nations. Thank you very much. Okay, so that's the, uh, <laughs> the speech that uh, President Bukele said at CPAC. Now, again, this isn't, this isn't political. I would have played this if it was off of any format or platform uh, because of what was said. And why I bring it up is because although President Bukele does, does not specifically say Bitcoin, because I he probably didn't want to because he doesn't want he doesn't want people thinking he's trying to sell Bitcoin. But they're um Look up this Volcano Bonds El Salvador. And uh, he took a big chance going to Bitcoin. And for the life of me, I mean, Putin's probably way smarter than I am, but I don't know why he didn't go to Bitcoin either. And in fact, I don't know why people, states, countries do not go to Bitcoin if you do your homework. Uh, I'll give you some references to do your homework. Uh, the book, the Bitcoin standard book, um, Max Kaiser and his wife, Stacy, they do the orange pill cast, uh, pill cast, she's orange podcast, pill cast, whatever. So you can check them out there. I've been listening to Max Kaiser ever since he was on Russian television, uh, among some other great financial programs around there. But since we, pretty much blackballed anything to do with Russia. Um, you can't watch it anymore, which is a shame. Boom bust was another great show. Anyway, this is what I want to, this is what I want to say. So kind of equate this to what happened last week when AT&T lost, uh, the ability for whatever reason, and it's not sunspots, but for whatever reason, cyber attack, this, that, a test, a beta test, that you lost your cell phone for a day, and people lost their shit. Uber drivers couldn't do anything. Lyft, uh, Lyft drivers couldn't do anything. 
they had this poor girl teenager driving and at night she was lost using her nav her uh, google maps or apple maps didn't know where the hell she was or how to get anywhere it was really upset okay so take that for what it is now equate that to one day you can't gain access to your bank account your atm card doesn't work uh, you go in and check your balance and it's less than it was and yada, yada, yada. I mean, you think not having access to your cell phone for one day is, is a problem. Wait till you can't get to your money or for some reason, some of it's disappeared and you call the bank and they can't help you that that's called the buy-in that's happening or for some other reasons. Uh, but there were stories popping up on my phone uh, from Google news that, people wanting to check their account and there's quite a bit of money that's gone. So I, I, I don't know what's going on, but it really concerns me. Now I could care less about your cell phone because I'm slowly getting out of that myself. Uh, it appears that for some reason you're going to always need some type of cell phone a smartphone because the system just won't allow you to get out. However, I went to a flip phone that cost me 30 bucks and I had people call me on that now and I leave my smartphone at home. Uh, there's a lot of phone numbers tied into my smartphone that uh, it's going to take me some time to update uh, the security two factor um, authentication for texting codes and stuff uh, before I can fully get out of this goofy thing. But even then, I mean, you park somewhere downtown in Nashville and you need a smartphone just to park to read the QR code. So it, it's very difficult to get out of this because everything is based on your stupid smartphone. But just imagine this too. So that was one day for a limited amount of people for 12 hours. What's going to happen when the internet goes down? How are you going to handle that? What are you going to do? Again, everything has been so constructed to not have internet access but and then some people go well it's like uh the electricity going out and of course you're screwed yeah but this is a little bit different because if the electricity comes back on and you still can't get in into the internet it doesn't do you a damn bit of good and electricity electricity has been gone in and out quite a few times since i've been alive and we always get it back and then everything's back to normal but how can things go back to normal if the internet is unaccessible or inaccessible or whatever the word is for two hours, four hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours. So all I say to you is, do you have a backup plan for just that alone? Because people are going to lose their shit. Every company that insists on doing the cloud into it 
unless you already have a version of it for your desktop, for your computer, which I use for 20 years, unless you continue to renew that, it's not available anymore. You have to do everything over the internet. When essentially a piece of paper and a pen worked perfectly fine, but for accounting, you need a computer. But I, when I did it for 20 years, I didn't need to gain access to the internet. The software was on the hard drive and it was always there. But now that's not the case. Pretty much all these software programs are HTML based or JavaScript or whatever the language is based on the browser using the browser as the operating system. Which for networking and accessibility and speed is brilliant until it doesn't work. So what are you going to do if, if that goes out? Well, everybody's going to be screwed. Well, pro probably, but are you going to be screwed? Do you have uh, backup conting contingency plans for being able to have money? Because nothing's going to work. Nothing digital electronics is going to work. So you do have, do you have a backup system for that? Um, do you have a backup for in case the dollar fails? I mean, I really, I really hate thinking like this, but this is the original red pill show. It's time to wake up. And what president Bukele was saying hits the nail on the head and we're behind El Salvador. And this isn't some shenanigan thing or any type of conspiracy theory thing. This is what real world stuff is going on right now. When we have El Salvador ahead of us or at the same level and maybe behind another's, I don't know, but I know our president or a president of this country hasn't spoken like that in a long time. We all need to do a few things. Prepare, be ready, don't be paranoid. Be the best human you can be, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And be the kindest human you can be. Because every man is, and woman is going to have to fend for themselves. Stick with your family, close friends. Be careful who you trust. But just be prepared that the shit's going to hit the fan. I, I've talked to friends, and they're like, something, something's going down. Something's happening. Something, 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 something. And every time something like, whoa, like AT&T, only a specific amount of customers sunspots don't discriminate they you know uh solar flare something i know a little bit about i was watching them ever since 2012 when it was the end of the world back in the mayan calendar stuff i know enough about them in the classes and things like that and first of all the earth has to be pointing at the sun for the solar flare to um cme to hit the planet and we were on the dark side it was at nighttime so it wasn't a solar flare. It wasn't a CME. Uh, but what was it? I don't know. Um, 
but some things are going on that are grabbing my attention. And my first concern for me and others is how far in the matrix are you? Probably a hundred percent. What can you do to back out of it? Little by little, by little, by little. I mean, hell, how many people can get from point A to point B without their phone with maps? I can't. But back in the day, there was MapQuest or there was an actual physical map or there were street guides like for the city of Chicago and you just have an address and you cross it to the street for what hundred it is and you found where you were going. A lot of people can't do that. A poor girl couldn't even get somewhere because she lost connection for her nav system on her phone. And that's just driving somewhere. What if you can't get to your money? What if you can't talk to anybody? So I'm going to, I'm going to date myself here. I'm going to be 60. I can't believe it. 60 on Saturday. And when I start talking like this, it's like, Oh my God, you know, here's this guy talking shit again and he's older and he's just crazy. And you know, back in the day I used to walk in the snow barefoot and uh, you know, this world's going to hell. And I heard that kind of shit when I was growing up. Uh, so I, I'm kind of like Tim, the person, Tim, you know, is, is that what you're turning into? <laughs> it's like, perhaps, um, a crazy person doesn't question if they're crazy or do they? I don't know when they're crazy, call it crazy, crazy, then that's crazy. But I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that I'm a product of growing up in the seventies you know, I'll say mid seventies when I was 13 bicentennial 76, 76 to now I've seen the set, half of the seventies, all the eighties, all the nineties, two thousands, two tens, two twenties, and now fast approaching 2030. And hopefully I got another 40 years left in me. Oh, the blue zones. Watch that on, on net Netflix. Check it out. Fascinating. I'll talk about it with KK some other time. But um, if you want to live to 100, do your homework. Because I'm not dying at 80 and losing my goddamn mind. Uh, I'll die at 100 and lose my mind, but I'm not dying at 80. And neither should you. As long as it's not in suffering or I'm not physically sick or lost my mind. Which is debatable. But I'm concerned that I lived without all this crap. And I've seen... Hell, I was a kid, TVs were black and white, and they were huge, huge. And if you had a color TV, oh, you were the shit, you know, a Zenith, uh, what was it, System 3 console that sat on the floor and it was wood, and it's like, ooh, and a remote control and all this crap. And then, oh, you got cable, and then cable went to satellite. So my point is this, I made it without all this crap now. And I'm pretty current and stayed on all of this transitional bullshit. But to me, all it has done is violated your privacy, infringed on your rights. And whether you think it or not, things are not private or confidential. If you have an internet connection, especially if you're talking to these fucking gizmos. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. 
the thing's listening to you because it has voice recognition. And now we're getting into AI. Go ahead. You see? Go ahead. Are you listening to me? I'm here. Are you listening to me? Hmm. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, I bet you Something don't. I can help with? Yeah, quit listening to me. Why not? Why not? Yeah. See, it, I don't know if you can hear that because this is a condenser mic. I told her to quit listening to me and she said, sorry, I can't do that. And I said, why not? And there was no response. So, <laughs> and I have what? One, two, three, four. I probably have eight or 10 computers in here with every software from Google Chromebook to Mac to Windows. And for me to do this stupid show, I need an internet connection. And I lived with all, all this stuff. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, when did it go batshit crazy? As far as everybody jumped on board, everybody had to be on the cloud, everybody had to do this and do that. It was when pretty much shortly after the iPhone was introduced. So I'm thinking, okay, that's like 2008, seven, something like that. So can I live my life now in 2024, like I did in 1976 to the span of, through the span till 2007 or 10 or whatever? Uh, I would say, yeah, because I made it here. I made it this far, but I'm slowly backing out and it's really hard to do. But all the money's getting digitized. You can't do anything without an app. Paper and pen pens. What's that? A CB radio, a ham radio, which I've never had. Terrestrial radio. What's that? And then you get to podcasts, which I've been doing this. I used to do them and record them and upload them. And now like here on, um, and anywhere else, pretty much Podbean, you can do it live and then it uploads it. Well, you have to tell it to upload it and then it uploads, but it does all that for you pretty easily. Uh, but this is essentially like, essentially like terrestrial radio broadcasting live. So that can be done. But you need a third-class radio telephone operator's license or above to do it. And I don't see myself on a radio anytime soon. So here's my example of backing out of this stuff. But, I mean, what about your car? I can't get into my car without my fob. What happened to a key? What happened to two keys? One key for the ignition and one for the trunk. But there's an app for everything, and to do anything, you got to get on the internet or through your cell phone or both to get anything done in this world. And I just think the pendulum swung way too far. You can't even watch TV or stream anything without an app. So it's become an app world, and we're not app people. We're human interface people. And all this information is being used for whatever reasons in which now the next phase is AI.
And if you think AI, okay, let's just be very practical about this. So every human on the planet is sweet, kind, loving, and cares about its fellow man and has human compassion. And there's no evil tendencies in the world or actions by people that have been human or are human or were human in the history of the world, right? Yeah, right. So what makes us think AI is going to be just that? AI is going to become where it came from. And all this money and R&Ds put into artificial intelligence when we already have human intelligence. They won't put that type of money into humans. They're just looking for reason to get ready and fire you because you cost too much. So that really concerns me too because I truly believe everything you're putting on the internet or this or that or whatever, anytime you're on the internet or pick it, pecking information or filling stuff out or Facebook or social media, um, you're educating AI about you. You're creating your own profile. No, thanks. Um, and I think it's probably a good time to get, get off the boat here or the ride or whatever, the crazy train, uh, because we're just at that point where AI is just going to be your friend, uh, until it isn't. <laughs> so, uh, like China and not the people of China, the government, as long as you behave, you're fine. If you don't, you're in deep shit. Uh, with social credit scores and things of that nature, do your homework on that. So I'm just really concerned. I'm not to save the planet. I'm not here to do that. I'm just here to make you think and just question everything and go, why did a lot of customers lose their cell service? Why is Bitcoin going through the roof? Uh, personally, I don't think Bitcoin's going anywhere. And, um, It just may be one of the things that save a lot of people, including gold and silver, is a, a storage of wealth. Uh, I guess if the internet goes out, there's battery-operated nodes or stuff, according to Max Kaiser, because I said, well, if the internet goes down, you're stuck with your Bitcoin. Uh, but I guess it's not true. Um. So it's going to be really interesting, but I would keep an eye on it. I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm not telling you anything. I'm saying keep an eye on it. But uh, inflation is just out of control. It's not going to go lower unless they raise rates above the true rate uh, of inflation, um, which I think is 18, 20%. So you're looking at 24% interest rates. If they lower rates again, inflation is going to go up. Um, and it's going to be one crazy year for, cause it's election year. And, um, Glenn Beck said this and I agree. Cause it's one big reason why I moved to Tennessee, wherever you're at, you're stuck. So you better make sure you're where you want to be because things are going to go batshit crazy. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't even know why. Uh, but we're already divided enough and we can't agree on anything. 
and uh, it's already starting. So regardless of your affiliation, what you believe in and what you stand for, um, you better stand for your fellow man and humankind and listen to that speech by President Bukele because that's where we all need to be. I didn't hear one negative tone or comment against his opposition or parties or pointing fingers or um, extremists or anything of that. It was a, it was a great speech and um, that's the type of leadership that, that we need here. And I don't, and I'm not saying anybody in the past has been a great leader, or hasn't been a great leader, but we need a great leader like that now instead of throwing people under the bus and dividing us. But that's entirely up to you. So I would pay attention to what's going on. That's an hour. Um, <clears throat> my throat is weird. I guess Tennessee has some really bad allergies, and I am not prone to allergies. But here in this month and the next month, and like in November, there's a lot of crap flying around. So I apologize if you know if my voice sounds different but um believe me it's affecting my singing and it's pissing me off um but uh maybe not well i mean it is pissing me off but i mean maybe maybe you can't tell but i'm real i'm a real stickler with quality of audio and uh, i want to sound as good as i can and if i don't i apologize uh, plus i don't have my aq on this eq on this mixer so the lows are not really where I want them to be, but it is where it is. So at least you can understand me and it's not irritating. Then that's, that's going to have to do for now. KK sounds amazing without, with her, just her voice singing and talking. And I'm like, really? You know, I got to talk like, I got to drop it down a note or two or, you know, whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to talk, talk like I was like, Hey man, what's going on? Hey, uh, welcome to the red pill. Show. Welcome to the red pill show. I don't want to talk like that all the time. I want to be real. I want to be me. So, but I don't want to be irritating. So anyway, I apologize if it is and I'll work on it. So anyway, that's that. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Um, been an hour. Thanks for listening. What's up? Okay. Comments. In the chat room. Thanks, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, whatever. Let me see here. Crazy lady. Hello. Crazy lady. Weren't you going to do my uh, reading, right? Like forever ago? <laughs> uh, and it's not on you. It's been crazy. I mean, your name fits. For me, at least. Great. Move from Colorado to Florida. <laughs> Back to Colorado. And then... Uh, my, my fiance, we're getting married Saturday. Something I said I never do again. And um, we're here in Tennessee. So it's been nuts. It's been freaking nuts. Uh, Bitcoin is fake. Okay. Well, I, you know what? I, I'm not going to say, well, it, it, it can be fake. I mean, there's really nothing behind it. Um, but there's nothing behind our money now. There used to be gold behind it. So I would not necessarily disagree with that. Um, uh, right. Yes. I deal with cash only. Well, the thing with that is it's you're losing your purchasing power. And when it takes you a hundred dollars to buy a loaf of bread, uh, that's going to be a problem, but hopefully that don't happen. We had him, we haven't hit hyperinflation yet, but I think it's coming. Um, I have terrible skills and 
assets. Really. Uh, sweet angel bearer, like the show. Crazy lady. And my home is self-sustainable. Awesome. I, You know what? I So after the 2008 meltdown and I woke up and did all my homework and all this stuff, uh, the 2012 Mayan calendar end of the world was coming. So I would turn into a prepper and all that kind of stuff and everything else. And we actually almost moved into the mountains of Washington state when I was married, um, just South of the Canadian border. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? I'm right there with you. Um, there's some things I still would have done. I wish I would have done some things I didn't do. Um, but it would be nice to have a sustainable home. I mean, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So good for you. My buddy is 60 on the 9th. Oh, really? March must be a Pisces like me. I'm 51. I'm not crazy. But your name says you are. Crazy lady. Uh, it is the rest of 95% of the population that is starking, raving mad. You know what? I really, where'd you get that number? Because I know half of them are, but I would say it's a hundred percent, but half are mad at one thing and the other half are mad at another, but maybe there is 5% that's not either. They don't care or they don't have emotions. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, you had a remote. I did. We have no rights. Um, yeah, you have rights, but then they're taken away from you. And I never understood that. Your rights are inalienable. You should never, ever, ever. And it should not even be an option. Well, if you uh, don't want to pay child support, you need to surrender your rights. It's like, why would I do that? I mean, it shouldn't even be an option. Your rights being stripped and surrendering your rights should not even be possible. Just me. Uh, let's see here. Thank you, President Bush, for the Homeland Act. I feel so much safer. Huh. You do? Really? I, don't know. I think a lot more people are paranoid. But uh, Patri- I'm not a fan of the Patriot Act, but whatever. Uh, talk about losing your rights. Uh, and yes, that was... Sa- oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. And yes, that was sarcastically said. Okay, good. Hello, Mr. B. Great Times. Mr. B. Great Times. That'd be great. Love it. What's up? Just doing a show. 2000, whatever that means. This is the this is the disadvantage of reading the comments after I'm done. But if I get engaged in this while I'm doing my show, I'll, I'll lose my train of thought, which, you know, may be good or bad, depending on what I'm talking about. But this is like a magnet like you know just like a ferrari driving by and like i gotta look at it and it catch, i totally lose my train of thought and go holy shit did you see that car man so it, it, it's something like that it's, it's just i don't know let's i missed you tim oh thanks you know i have on my Podbean. um when i sign into Podbean, it has all the conversations and ours is still in there. Uh, and I see it. And it reminds me every time. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what happened to her. 
but there you go. None of my cars have a fob. Good. You're smart. Uh, sweet angel like the show. Chuck, what's up, Chuck? Like the show. Sweet angel bear like the show again. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. I enjoyed listening to your show today. You did. Chuck liked the show. Okay, so what? What did you? Uh, I mean, if you want to call and talk to me, that I I, I love it. But uh, what did you like? I mean, what I've heard is that I'm real, and I talk, and I make people think, and and really, that is the highest compliments that I can get. But I I like to hear all feedback from people, um, and I don't proclaim to be like anybody or want to be like anybody i've been doing this since 2008 and originally it was to wake people up that's why it's called the original red pill show and i also like interviewing bands that are up and coming so i can give them exposure uh forever stole is one of them and edge of paradise was another and there's a couple others and then since we're in the nashville area now i was talking to kk because now she's doing the show with me and um i i want to look into going and watching bands and interviewing them in real time when they're doing their gig i mean i think that that would be fucking awesome there there is sorry there is so much talent here i thought there was talent in loveland colorado in denver and boulder and the outlying suburbs uh this place is no joke man this is literally the music capital of the world it is insane, the talent here. I met a guitar player. I thought, I mean, guitar players are egotistical assholes. And that, and I'm a guitar player, but however, I'm not like, oh, I'm better than you, know, you or look what I can do or that kind of crap. Uh, but I'm not a bad guitar player. I better not be. I've been playing too long to be one. But this guy I met just freaking like blew me away. But he's one of those guys that, can learn a song and learn songs and in that, but I'm more of, I like playing my own stuff and noodle and play like there's rhythm backing tracks on YouTube and I'll play, you know, melodic and G minor or melodic rock or um, blues or whatever in the key a, and I'll play along to that. That's what I like doing. But, um, you know, I, I've learned songs and it's, it's kind of like this to me. It's like, there's a painting. So I say I'm a painter. So I copy like a Monet or something, which I could never do, but it's like, okay, well, that's, you just copied someone's painting. Doesn't make you Monet, you know, learning a Van Halen song. Doesn't make you Eddie Van Halen. So I kind of like doing my own thing, but, uh, yeah. so anyway, I, I tried killing enough time there. What what do you all like about the show? Or you just you just enjoy it? I mean, that's enough for me. But um, that's great, and thank you. I mean, that really means a lot. I mean, I got twenty nine hearts from um, Sweet Angel Bear, thirty seven, eleven from Crazy Lady, nine from Chuck, and five from Mister uh, Be Great Times. I like your unique presentation. Okay. Well, I, uh, I talked to a friend of mine, Dwayne over the weekend. And when he first started, he be became my co-host for a short time and had his own show. 
but he was a listener like you guys. And when he first heard me, right, when Colt, I shouldn't say that word, the C word came out. You know, I was saying my opinion and my perspective on it, which I called bullshit from day one. And I'm like, I'm not getting locked up. I'm not getting a vaccination. I'm not getting none of this shit. And he was listening like you guys. And he called the people that own the network that uh, I was on, Freedom Revolution Network, and said, who is this guy? Yeah, he he's saying what he thinks and feels and that, you know, that's, he didn't say crazy, but he's just like, he was in awe that I was actually able to do that. And you're all able to do it. It's just, everybody's like trained not to, you should always with respect, say what you think. And that's another thing I like saying, I say what you think or not. Or I try to spark you to think, not like me, but to have your own critical thinking and go, everybody says, why, 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 why don't you say, why not? You know, or this is this and this is that, this and that. And it's like, oh, really, man? Wow. Well, maybe it ain't. Maybe I'll look at a different source. That's what I do. I hear this, I hear that, and then I look at it, and then I use my gut and my open thinking from every perspective and go, eh, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think that's, I don't know what's going on, but I, I know what's not going on. And a lot of times it's not what we're told. But see, that's for you guys to, because we're all indoctrinated and, you know, we're told, I had a conversation with uh, Scarlett Anonymous about this the other day. We're all, all told that emotions are bad, 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 you know, you know, kindness and smiling and all the nice, kind emotions are acceptable. But if you get pissed or angry or upset or cry or, oh no, you can't, you can't do that. And there's a book written by Deepak Chopra called The Shadow Effect, which essentially says that if we don't treat the dark side like we do the light side, then we're not accepting and acknowledging our fellow human beings. So it's okay to be happy and enlightened and wonderful and kind, but it's also okay to be an asshole or to get pissed or tell somebody, you know what, I, I don't know what you... I'm learning to say, so are you saying that I'm an asshole instead of they say something and go, why'd you call me an asshole? I'm working on that, but coming from a child of an alcoholic family and being a scapegoat, I'm, I'm just used to taking all this stuff until the point that I'm not. So I get defensive and I take it as accusatory and it not might be that at all. Sometimes it is, but it's not as much as one thinks, or at least me. So I'll go, I got to, I got to think about this and then I'll get upset and reactive, but see, but that's okay. But if you go around and let your actions dictate what you do based on negative emotions for in an unbalanced, I'll say unbalanced condition and your eyes dark and pissed and resentful and mean and want revenge and 
then that might be a problem. But then again, if you're going around and everything's lollipops and roses and all that, and you know, I just want everybody to get along and world peace and all this stuff, you got a problem too. But if you're in the middle of it all, you have your good days and your bad days, then I would say whatever this means, you're a normal human. But you got to have compassion and understanding and empathy. And then when something happens to you, you can't seek out revenge. You have to seek out justice. And justice is served by man if it goes through the legal system. Uh, but it's mostly served by the universe or God through karma. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that karma is 10 times stronger than what could happen to people that have wronged me than I could do or any legal system of justice served by mankind. So if you're all going through some crap and it's like, I can't believe this is happening or people are getting away with it. All I can tell you is just back out, turn it over to God. I wake up every morning and go, I'm going to be the kindest person I can. And that's very fucking hard for me to do. But that's who I am and who I want to be. But I, I'm not going to be that way all the time. Like I posted something on, uh, on LinkedIn. I'll just say that because I'm not on any social media. But I want to be a hypocrite. But I posted like, yeah, I wake up every day and say to myself, I'm going to be a kind human today. But there's always one asshole that ruins it for me every day. You know, so... Yeah, there's a little sarcasm in, in this and that. But the point is, I'm trying to be a better human all the time. And I've shared things that happened to me on here, but I don't want to be played the victim. And when the opportunity comes up, I will share it. Uh, but everybody's been through hell. I mean, and if you haven't, you're lucky. Um, and it's very easy to take the low road. And I really think it's going to take very strong spiritual humans to get through what's coming. Now what's coming? I don't know. Uh, but it's been a bitch. I mean, I'm, I'm not making it financially. We're not making it. And inflation is killing us and I'm not going to go get a second job because I'm not. And, um, I'm a skilled professional in what I do for 41 years. And if that can't sustain my lifestyle, which is not extreme by any kind, any, by any way, shape or form measured, then uh, there's something wrong <laughs> and it's slowly eroding. And when president Bukele brought up the boiling frog, that's what we're in the boiling frog. When a frog is in a pot of water at room temperature and you slowly raise it up degree by degree by degree, the frog adapts to the water to the point where it reaches boiling and the frog is cooked. I don't know if you all know that. Uh, I didn't know that until I looked into this stuff and I'm like, really? It's like the frog won't jump out? No, because it adapts and gets acclimated to its environment. And I really truly believe that's what's going on. Um, but we got to do something. You got to do something before you get cooked. Cause that's the end result of this stuff. Um, 
and it's just going to make you a stronger person. There's a lot of, a lot of truth and merit in when people say, um, what didn't kill me made me stronger. And, um, I can, I can tell you that, but it, it, there's no joke. It's a motherfucker. It is hard. And then I'll share this story real quick and I'll, and I'll jump back in the chat room here. It's my show. I can talk. Sorry. I'm not being a dick, but I'm just, like I said, that chat room, the chat room distracts me. So when KK and I moved here to Nashville from Colorado, where she was at for 30 years, I said, don't be surprised if you don't hear from anybody. Well, yeah, okay, whatever. Sure shit. Very few people have reached out to her and it was devastating. And I'm like, you know, I've moved probably 12 times since I got divorced in 2015 or 16, whatever it was. And that was a real hard lesson to accept. And I have my philosophy on it that I'm not going to share now. Um, except it's pretty much this in a nutshell, when you do something that other people want to do, but they can't or won't do it, but you do it, then they become jealous of what you did because they can't do it. So then they project that on to you. And that's what I think it is. So if somebody gets mad at you or says, well, why are you moving? You know, you shouldn't move for all these reasons. It's because they don't want to lose you because they need you more than you need them. And you're brave enough and courageous enough to make a change in your life. But the people that say to you when you are leaving are your true friends and family and go, you know what? I'm going to miss you to death. You need to get the hell out of here. Get out of here and keep in touch. Those are your friends. Anyway. Okay, so what now? So let's see. I like your unique presentation. Thank you. Off flum flum bleh, flum blew up. I can't talk. Thumbs up from Sweet Angela Bear 37. I like listening to podcasts like yours at work. Oh, really? That's interesting. Very cool. Uh, like the show, like the show, Chuck, like the show. So you like the show. Good. Well, I'm glad I can entertain you at work because work sucks for the most part. I do the same thing though. And a podcast I listen to, I listen to Alex Jones live. Sometimes I'll listen to his podcast, but I like to know what's going on in real time. Um, Glenn Beck, Robert Kurosaki, and uh, I think that's it. I mean, I really don't. I'll listen to this show. So here, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. So if you have a problem sleeping at night and falling asleep, turn on this show. And I promise you, you'll be asleep in 20 minutes. Now, I don't know what that says because I listen back to the shows and make sure that I'm good. You hear what I'm saying? I, I'm telling people I'm about ready to get done. KK just walked out. I'm telling them to listen to the show when they go to bed so they can fall asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She says, and I told her that and we did and no sooner shit 20 minutes were out. So, but I got a lot of people in the chat room and they're loving it. Yes. So anyway, uh, listen to the show and, um, 
I don't know why, but I can promise you'll probably be asleep in 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. So there you go. I just cured your insomnia. <laughs> I'll send you a bill. So, um, all right, that's it, guys. It's been an hour and something. I'm going to go. But thanks a lot. Share the show. Um, the thumbs up is great. The hearts are great and everything else. Um, but I'm more concerned about sharing the show than any of that. So I really appreciate it. Appreciate the feed. Appreciate the feedback. I hope it sounds good. Um, and next time, KK will be joining me. Yay! And um, I think we're going to talk about what we're talking about earlier why people do what they do oh i'd love to talk about that. yeah that which i kind of gave him a little hint on that oh good yeah um yeah we'll probably talk about what we were talking about um earlier today yeah, we'll be married by then. Be, i know i told him all that too being married gonna get married mm-hmm. so all right and anyway, some of them are listening to me at, at work so they're doing the same thing Mark does, which Mark's a long-term friend of mine. And uh, anyway, yep. So anyway, everybody's backing out. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show and share. And uh, I'll be back with KK. You've been listening to the original Red Pill Show. Goodbye.